Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. We're back after another little vacation. Most important. I know I'm back. Sorry. How was last week? (laughs) It was so nice. I saw a shark, actually. (gasps) I forgot to tell you that. Yeah, I had a beach vacation. (laughs) I know. A beach vacation family reunion down in Florida, um, for anyone who didn't know. And yeah, so. Where was this shark? I think I'm. Oh, so the shark was close to the shore. It was swimming by, like, in a little trench it was probably five feet long it was really was it like a, we didn't go in kind? the water after that i don't know i think it was, someone said it was a black tip black tipped reef or shark maybe or black fin or fin something is so like obsessed that with sharks right now it's really like oh in so my you know vocab. you know exactly but wait one. did you see like the fin i'm sorry and then we can get off this topic yeah it was actually really scary but thank goodness it was the Thursday of the vacation and we left Saturday because otherwise I don't think I could have gone don't in go the in the water the what's week. the jaws line <laughs> yeah like I th- I'm glad it wasn't Sunday or something at the start so but I, I also royal tie-in who else is on vacation are the Cambridges it seems like oh yeah the Isles of Silly right yeah, yeah I think that it was exactly. confirmed that they're doing a staycation Oh, and I think that they don't have anything in person till September, which is why they're probably going to be in Balmoral with the Queen for a while. August is usually quiet, which is always kind of good for them. Yeah. All right, we digress. A couple of royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast and pretty please leave us a royal rating. Send us an email at info at gallerypodcasts.com. Rachel, how are you doing? I'm good. I deeply missed you as always. And it was really yeah. hard for me to not text you. I like, I, I think I texted you this when you were back, but I sat on my phone a few times, like the Jack photos, we're going to get into all of that. But I did <laughs> while you were gone, Royal Mail Call <laughs> just shows how late they are. But I got from the Cambridges because uh, I sent them a note for their 10th wedding anniversary. It's now August. What's the day? The first week of August. And so I mailed this way back in early April and they sent me a lovely it's a glossy photo of Kate and William it's stunning really it's the one it's the, they released for their 10 year anniversary is that yeah right? it's the one we know from all you know the two images that they shared or is two it or the three. one where they're kind of like spooning ball yeah hand up? holding yeah <laughs> and it says just a nice little the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were touched by your kind message on the occasion of their 10th wedding anniversary this was most thoughtful of you and greatly appreciated by their royal highnesses who send you their warmest thanks and best wishes I will take it I will frame this oh, no that's <laughs> I'll lovely. add it to the collection the little file effects do file effects still exist I don't know <laughs> anyways but um but yeah I missed you I'm so happy you're back it was nice to have last week off always but um, oh but- I missed you too it's so good to be back I missed your text Miss Vaughn I know you tried your hardest not to send me all the Good. We need to d- disconnect, man. That's the whole point. It so. was great. It was so I barely checked social media. It was lovely. Oh, I'm so glad it was a, it was good. How was Izzy? Last question. Your niece. Oh, my niece. She is amazing. She loves the water, which after the shark setting, I was like, <laughs> you're go- not going anywhere near it. But she she loved the beach. She doesn't like the sand, though. Every time oh. sand got on her feet, she wanted to wash it off. And she looked at her hands like, what is this all over me? But other than that. It's sticky, man. You know, I get it. I think that it's hard. <laughs> There's a trick with baby powder that like helps them brush it off right away. I think that's oh, a pure wow story. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Good Google tip. it. Good tip. But coming up, we have so much. Obviously, a week off. There's a lot that kind of stockpiled. We're picking the best of the best, but um, we are catching up on all the royal news. Most importantly, Megan's 40th birthday this week. We're also chatting about those steamy 
or maybe not steamy Jack Brooks Bank photos. Definitely oh. steamy. <laughs> A book update from Harry, The Crown. We got a little sneak peek there. Kitty Spencer's wedding. So much more. But what are we sipping? And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. So I'm lame. And you know the post-vacation blues? You're like, I can't look at alcohol. So I'm just having a nice coffee. I'm like, please help me like detox after this, after last week. Of course. You have something fun. I did. Well, I mean, it's a late afternoon recording. And so I'm sipping a delicious red wine. I don't even know which one it is. But it got me thinking that because it's Megan's 40th, how are we going to get our hands on some Tignanello? I feel like we need to like at least when we do our first in-person recording together, it would be so wonderful to like treat ourselves to a bottle of that, which is I think 120. So it's an expensive bottle. That's such a good idea. I'm actually, I think I'm going to go to like ABC Liquors or like my local wine shop and maybe try to find it for a little bit less expensive. Yeah, because it's pricey when you look online. Not, yeah, maybe no. you'll, maybe discounted, but it would have felt yeah. appropriate. We'll work on getting yeah. a bottle of that. Anyways, we also, while we're sipping, have an email from Pradiba. She wrote... Hi, ladies. I was down a very random royal rabbit hole on YouTube, and I came across this charmingly chaotic video of Fergie on Oprah, quote unquote, showing her how to make scones. And I wanted to pass the clip along. Roberta, should we play a short moment snippet? It is so good. We have to play it. And then do you like a cup of tea while you're doing that? Please pour a little bit. I feel good about that. Do you have milk in your tea? I do. Do you? Ever since you were here. Oh, nice. Yes. Love it. Love this it. is like you have at my house. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Yes, I started doing milk after you were here. Oh, I right. thought it was very okay. kind of Duchess-like of me. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. So um, while you're working, I'll just keep on talking. Okay. Um, then what do you do? Form right. him into a little thing? I uh, guess. It doesn't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So um, it doesn't say anymore. It says. <laughs> okay. Take out the. Chaos is truly the right word because. <laughs> Fergie has no idea what the recipe is for her own scones. It's amazing. It's such a great clip. Also, I feel like this is like the month of Fergie. Like, I'm really loving it. It made me really miss Oprah because I do remember like I would get home from school and it would be on. I I not even DVR'd. I took a VHS tape and recorded many an episode. Specifically when Tiger Woods was on, I had like a huge Tiger Woods (laughs) obsession forever. Yeah, I don't, what a random obsession for me. Like I did play golf, but I feel like it was random and Tom Cruise, that was iconic, but Oprah in the afternoon, it was so wonderful. This video is so funny. I encourage everyone to look it up if they haven't seen it because I hadn't seen it before. I had seen Fergie on Oprah talking about her book, but never like this scone making moment where they have tea and it's and Oprah doing that British accent that's like terrible it's just so so good and such a good laugh for the afternoon so highly encourage it yes all right well this week in royal history and now this week in royal history happy birthday Meghan Markle clink clink happy birthday yeah with my if you're listening we hope you're listening so get that could you try again Oh, and Siri just joined us. That's my watch joining in. <laughs> Calm down, Siri. Uh, so Megan turns 40 on Wednesday, August 4th, which is tomorrow. We're recording on Tuesday. The Mirror reported that she wanted to hire Oprah's party planner, Colin Cowie, to oversee her celebrations and that the bash would be around 65 guests with grazing tables. I love that very specific tidbit. But Page Six countered today and said in a more recent report that it's going to be super low-key, also COVID. I feel like everywhere we're having, like, rising caseloads. And so they may go for just 
even a little intimate vacation. The quote was, while it was rumored that Markle was having a grand bash with Oprah Winfrey's A-list party planner at the helm, this is absolutely not happening. So I guess they have it on good authority that that's false. But I love this, that Prince Harry ordered a cake from a local Santa Barbara baker, a female-owned bakery called Posies and Sugar. And Rachel, I want you to click the link of one of the cakes. All right, I'm clicking it now. I just feel like these cakes are stunning. And it makes me feel like oh my gosh it's beautiful i get the vibe of what her birthday will be like Megan it's just approved. beautiful Naked i just feel cake, like all, flowers on top all the speculation is so ridiculous like we don't know how they're gonna celebrate i feel like it's just i think it's so interesting how people are like she's having this big bash and then they're like actually it's really low-key like i feel like we i don't know we how much detail no we'll get but um I, I mean the guess i think the a good guess is that it will be super low key just because of COVID and yeah, because they're 65 still on guests. Pat- when I read that, that seemed really off. <laughs> yeah. And they're still on paternal leave and it's been only two months since Lilibet, Lilibet was born. So I think it's a safe guess. But also, B's birthday is this Sunday. So she'll be 33 on August 8th. It is Big really birthday. Leo season right it now. Is. We're in the midst. I know. I was thinking what would be such a delight is can you imagine if as a birthday, 40th birthday gift to us, Megan and Harry dropped like a new family photo. I was just like, oh, uh, we could wish. We I would, need it. I just want to see a photo of baby yeah. Lily. I know. I know. We so, really do need even it. Even if it was like that sort of like Christmas card vibe where it's like a wall, you know, illustrated. I just, I so want to get a glimpse, but anything. Respect anything at all. their privacy, their right to please, privacy. Please, Megan, give us a gift on your birthday. Yes, please. for us. <laughs> but yeah. happy birthday. 40 is major. That's a really big Major. Year. Major. And it's Obama's birthday bash too did you know this no. that he's having a giant party in martha's vineyard for his 60th so Whoa. leo season is really big for celebrities Huge. i think a lot of celebrities are leos yeah a lot of my the little cool, horse the cool hot ones <laughs> All right. Well, getting into the news, we have, I guess, a fun one to start. I wanted like deep breaths and gut reactions. Jack Brooksbank on a yacht. What was your hot take, Roberta? Okay. So I thought about this a lot. Um, (laughs) I looked at the pictures a lot. And my hot take is that while the argument is being made that he was doing a work thing and it was all for work and he's a Casamigos ambassador, I just think that it just was unnecessary. Like, why Why topless? Why did it have to be just him and the three women? I don't know. It just feels like such a slap in the face after we think, you know, or we know Eugenie just had August five months ago. And, you know, there are, like, mixed reports. Did you see that she might be on her own vacation as well? No, I didn't see that. I saw a report that said she might actually be vacationing now as well and that I guess the nanny is watching the baby or she's just at home at Frogmore. But still, it's just, I don't know. What do you think, Rachel? Well, so to back it up, I will say just for anyone that was living under a rock and missed this, no Roro missed this, but uh, they were, you know, Jack was pictured on Capri. He's the brand ambassador for Casamigos Tequila. It's the UNICEF Summer Gala. And he spent the Friday before the event on a yacht. I was thinking like when in Italia, like the model that he was pictured that was topless, um, she did have a towel on most of the time. And so I was like thinking in Jack's defense, it is a work event. He was also aboard the yacht with Rachel Zalis, who is the former Glamour editor, and she's now global director for Casamigos. But I – Isn't it super European to be topless? It too? is. I just feel like That's that why is I was a like, thing. In like it's defense. not shocking that she's topless. It's like shocking that he's like – 
holding one by the waist. I don't know. Well, I don't but, know. I just feel like I get really bad vibes. But I, I will say, in I, I don't know why I'm like, you know, just I'm, I'm trying no, to defend, do like defend. in his defense and your... then I have other thoughts. But I was, yeah. I feel like if you just look at the pictures that, you know, unfortunately, of course, the Daily Mail had all these images. Um, I do feel like they amplified the fact that it was an angled shot of him with the, the model in the orange swimsuit. And they were, mm-hmm. you know, when he had, they took that photo together. And I felt like if you looked at the angle from the front, Jack to me did look like there was a big gap between them. They were just kind of, you know, like taking a quick photo together is sort of how it looked to me. It's not like they're like canoodling in the shots, you know? Yeah. It seems like they were just kind of all hanging out on a yacht and that happened. It is unfortunate because he obviously has a five-month-old at home. It seems like, woo, nice way to like get a break from the parenting duties, but. Couldn't you be like, hey, like, you know, there's a small chance there's paparazzi, but just in case, can you guys just like not sunbathe topless for today? Yeah, the topless like, I just don't understand why that wasn't just like me. I don't know. It's Did like, you there's pull so any- anybody else? Like I asked Matt, Matt was like, I feel like this was unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I pulled our producer or like yeah. our producers weighed in and we're like, uh, that's not like, I just think that that's not okay. I don't know. Did you ask Dave? I didn't ask him, but I do think this like one little detail stands out to me for some reason. It's probably insignificant, but it's like, Okay, so they're supposedly on this work trip, you know, promoting this tequila and influencer life. Like, you're surrounded by beautiful women. Got it. Okay, whatever. But you're all sipping rosé instead of sipping the tequila. Like, it's just a fun outing. So, like, at least if you're trying to say, like, this was for work, which I think a lot of people were trying to say – then make it about the tequila and say, look, they were promoting it. And and because this has caused so much attention, I feel like it is in essence like promotion yeah, for it is, right? Casamigos. I was right? thinking like and in addition to the Tignanello, we need some really Casamigos tequila. Yeah. We need to call that in for the for the royal cocktail. I did yeah. want to play, you know, because Fergie to the rescue had a great quote um in Jack's defense. Is a man of such integrity. And and he's a He's just one of my most favorite people. I call him James Bond, actually. And he's just a superhero in my book. And he's a great father, fabulous husband. And it's so, un, you know, he's never a front of house. He always likes to be at the back. And so for them to make this story is, in fact, of course, completely fabricated. He works as an ambassador for, for, uh, for Castro Amigos. And, um, and, you know, he was on doing his job. And mm. so, yeah, I think it's really important that we just clarified that for Jack's sake. Yeah. It is so James Bond, though, which is what she said. And I feel like that's like the opposite of what you'd say to like defend this. But I do think that she almost goes, she goes, it's so un... And then she stops herself and switches her, what the sentence she was about to say. But she was about to say like, it's so unlike him. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that that truly is like he was put... Like it feels like she's saying he was put in this situation. The photos look bad, but really... You know, he's a back-of-the-house guy. He doesn't really, like, party like this. It looks bad, but it's not that bad. So I don't know. But also, one aside about that, how awesome to get an immediate response from someone in the royal family, like, speaking to something that happened. It's, like, just so nice for a change versus, like, you know, never complain, never explain. But I did want to bring up something that I've been reading a lot about and just also thinking, like, was Jack the sacrificial lamb for something else? Like, for the Daily Mail to publish that big of a story, you know, we've obviously talked a lot, you know, we've heard from Harry and Meghan about, like, sort of the -the behind-the-scenes role that the firm plays in all this. And it coincided with two really explosive 
but potentially could be swept under the rug stories. One was the report in the Times that Camilla's nephew, Ben Elliott, who's now chair of the Tory party in the UK, the Conservative Party, sold access to Charles and you basically used his family relationship to bolster his brand quintessentially and his political position. And so they had, um, the Sunday Times had a high-paying donor say that he paid a fee for a number of years to be in, a, in an elite tier of Elliot's company. And that led to a dinner with Charles that happened in 2013, a spot as a trustee for one of his philanthropies. A, you know, I think it was like $1.2 million in donations to Charles Charity. And it was basically, he described it as access capitalism or pay to play. And Ben Elliott was kind of organizing that, you mm-hmm. know. So I think that the question is, you know, this story was about did Elliot open the door due to payments and did Charles know about it? I think Charles is saying he didn't, obviously, but that was is it playing weird out that I've never heard of Camilla's nephew before? Yeah, Have I've never heard. heard no, I've never heard of him. I don't really feel, I feel like, like I know other like than a, his kids. Yeah, her kids. Yeah, I feel like you have to be a super close royal watcher to know like that's her nephew. But also, this is this looks really really bad. My only thing that I would say is that like. If Jack is a diversion Mm -hmm. for this and like people, they think like maybe people will pay attention to these steamy photos and less Mm -hmm. to this really big scandal about Charles and Camilla and, you know, being paid for access to them, Mm -hmm. then I think it just all looks bad on the royal family. Oh, it does. I mean, like throwing your like son or nephew, whatever it is, like grandson-in-law under the bus for something because there's something else going on with your son. Like, I just think that that looks so Yeah, no, I I mean, it's really complicated. And then simultaneously, there was the story with the Queen, the Guardian report on the Queen's consent laws that spared Queen Elizabeth from creating pipelines on private land that would cut carbon emissions in Scotland and she's the largest landowner in the country. She's the only person that was exempt from these changes, you know, and uh, supposedly lobbied politicians, but also like Earthshot, like all the initiatives are about, you know, eco-friendly things. It just, so that was another headline playing out. I just feel like, I just am curious, like how that all works behind the scenes. Maybe not, but it's like the queen is avoiding things that would make, um, make Scotland's energy more renewable and more green is that what it mm-hmm. is like she's like kind of skirting these regulations yeah I'm that, sure I mean, it's that a also huge expense really to implement the pipelines yeah. and all of that stuff and there's some other aspects of the law like everyone should read the gar- the full guardian report but it definitely it, you know the queen's consent laws exempt her from those things and she's the only person so yeah anyways definitely just interesting the timing of everything and you know as we try to understand how it all works behind the scenes like i i look at those two stories that were bubbling up and then all i was thinking about was the jack brooks bank photos you know? i know so i know which i feel like a lot of other people were too yeah and i do think too it's like when the cambridges are on vacation and the sussexes are on paternity leave it's like, wow, like it, everything else just boils to the top. And it's it's really kind of nothing looks good right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of um, messy headlines. And who knows, maybe we'll hear from palace sources clapping back about any of this. But it, it is uh, it is interesting, like when there are no other people to focus on how much gets brought up. And, and I do like Jack. Like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I just want to be clear about Same. that. Same. <laughs> I, I feel like, like I hope he had a – I mean, it seemed like a fabulous time, but I just <laughs> – you know, you just kind of – I think he had a great time. It seemed to say. I mean, it sounded it seemed amazing, and we're all, like, starved for a vacation like that. I think just, like, looking at those, those shots, I was like, looks good. Yeah. I think he's not going to take a vacation for a while, or who knows? I yeah. Don't know. And also, <laughs> under- I think the one DM I interrupted you on vacation with was that Edo was in New York City. 
That oh was my gosh. really. I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he was like a borough away from you. Like you I could know. have easily trained into the city and seen him. That's yeah. So, so, and do you think B was well, there I too? Think I, w- I was a little bit confused because she was uh, pictured on the influencer and the NBC contributor LaPorsche Thomas's Instagram at a women's empowerment event. But it was interesting because like people.com covered the event or covered this, the fact that these images were shared, but there was no geographic placement. Like I don't know where the event was held, but it I mean, La Porsche is located in the United States, from what I can understand. So I was a little bit confused. Maybe a rower yeah, has more info actually, or intel. Yeah, in the southeast or something. Yeah, it was like women in cable telecommunications. Yeah, so I was trying to find out too if it was like Atlanta or something. Yeah, like I I thought that that's I don't know. It was so confusing because like no like one I tagged like gonna, a geographic location. No one did, and I couldn't find anything about this panel online, like any location, any details. So, but it did get know, covered. It so it was curious. interesting. But then there was also the news that. B and Edo made an offer and was that was accepted on a three million dollar home in Oxfordshire. So I I think details will unfold about that. But apparently it has a party barn. What's a party barn? It sounds fun. Sounds I don't fun. know. Yeah. It's a place to be with models and yeah. <laughs> drink roast <laughs> out of the public For eye. The simple, yeah, extended yeah. fam to come over. Yeah, and I think I read too that she has already like booked or I don't know how you say it, like secured a nanny in that area as well. That was the most recent report. So they really are making the move to the country. Aren't we all during this pandemic? It feels like I want to see pictures of the house. That's what I really want to know. know. Maybe there's a listing or something. Anyways. Also, this is a tough time to buy. So yeah, good for them. them. But yeah, (laughs) I'm sure it's easy for them. But All right, moving on. So we have a couple of Sussex updates. One is the line of succession was updated on the royal family website. Lilibet was finally added. She's eighth after Archie. This is more of an administrative update, and it got a lot of, I feel like, a lot of hoopla, even though it was just very, like, regular. The royal family updated that and later updated the Sussex's bio where it says they only had one child. So it... It's interesting because a lot of the media took it as like a snub that it hadn't been updated yet, even though she was born almost two months ago. But it also took 61 days for August Brooks Bank Mm -hmm. to be added. So I don't think we should be jumping to any conclusions there. It seems like a lot was made out of nothing. And also, but I just, this is what I don't understand. Like, and Rachel, maybe you have an explanation, but like there are so many people working in the communications teams across all the palaces, across the every person. And how do they not have someone just dedicated to being like, okay, update the website. Like this huge thing just happened. Like, I just don't understand how they don't get like fix that. Like it just feels like unnecessary. But I think that that's the thing is like, I equate it to like past jobs I've had where I think we actually have the luxury of working at a company that's incredibly nimble in terms of these quick changes. I mean, we have always been a little bit smaller. We're growing a lot, but I think that, you know, a lot of institutions, things move at such a glacial pace. Like I remember working at a company that I won't name, but it was like a website redesign would take years, you know? And I think, you know, it just depends. So I think it's fascinating. Like this was probably on a punch list of to-dos. 61 days later, it happened. (laughs) And it's really as simple as adding a name. So you would think that would be someone's like dedicated job to like watch out for these things. Yeah, just just, protect the line of succession. uh, Just make it. I'm just saying like 
if you need someone to do this for you guys, like I'm happy to. Roberta will do it. She'll intern. She'll just, you know, offer her services. Feels like the easiest thing ever. It's like the biggest event that's happened in the royal family and they can't just update the website. Because they're pretty quick about like getting that proclamation out there, you know? Yeah, that's true. But And I imagine it's like a lot of people my parents' age that are like, wait, now – well, how do you press the edit on this thing? What is it's their like, CMS oh. system like? That's what I want to yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't think they're using WordPress. I no. could be wrong. Maybe. I could be wrong. Maybe. maybe. It's a pretty um, website. Next- it's a pretty website, but it's just. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. And then the next quick thing is just that rumors of a multi-book deal for Harry after all of the news about his memoir came out. There was a big rumor in the Daily Mail from Rebecca English about a lucrative four-book deal with the second due out only after the Queen had died. So the Sussex spokesperson jumped on this immediately they said the report is inaccurate specifically about the timing around the queen's death which like that's very dark it's really dark yeah this unnamed source that talked to rebecca english just like why did they how did they come up with that because that like what in the contract would even say that like yeah when his grandmother dies the other book will come out like that just seems so so dark um Also, his lawyers jumped in saying it was false and defamatory, that there was only one memoir planned. Now, the key word here is memoir because they are being very careful. And when I say they, I mean the Sussex spokespeople are being very careful about the denial. So this kind of suggests to all of us that perhaps Harry could one day write another book, but that it would not be a memoir. They didn't say that there was not more than one book. Do you know what I'm saying? So they could be that there's – and I think, you know, a lot of times with book contracts these days, they really want to – kind of lock you into this one particular publishing house. And so they say, like, any other book you write, like, we're going to have the rights to. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, we've experienced that. So yeah. I think that it just uh, – it's interesting because they didn't want to deny that there weren't any other books. But it's definitely not true. Rebecca English also reported that there was a bidding war of up to $40 million, that the first book next year, second book would be After the Queen Dies, which we know that's – terrible and not what's going to happen the third book would be a wellness book by megan and the fourth was unknown and they've denied all this and said it's inaccurate the specifics are what get me because i'm like again like who is this unnamed source but it's like the specifics what and who's predicting like when the queen will die like they're saying like oh it's definitely gonna be after it's just so weird it's so bizarre and his you know the queen have such a good relationship as do harry and as as do Megan and the Queen. Like, I just, I don't know. That was a salacious confirmation, not confirmed. And I think it's probably, it's probably really upsetting for Harry to hear oh, because yeah. I think he respects and loves her so much. We know that they, you know, specifically told Oprah after the uh, Oprah interview that it wasn't the Queen and it wasn't Prince Philip who raised concerns over Archie's skin color. They wanted to protect her from the blowback of that. They also named their daughter after her. Like, mm-hmm. and then for this suggestion that they would publish a book after she died so that they could get all the juicy gossip out. It just is so wrong in so many ways. And I feel really bad that they even had to say anything about this. It just is like, but I think that's where like going back to Fergie, being able to sort of defend Jack, it's like, that is a freedom to be able to then correct the story. And it is so frustrating that William and Kate and all these other people just can't do it. And maybe eventually they'll be able to, maybe the procedures will change, but it's, you know, it's a, it's important to be able to clarify these inaccurate headlines. Totally. And offensive. Offensive. So, so offensive.
All right, before we adjourn the royal pod, here are highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low is just, again, I feel like the photos of Jack. <laughs> like, Jack's living his best life, but I just had to think of Eugene. What, like, come on. Like, it just, it's not good timing. Like, at least, like, tell them to keep their tops off. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm just like, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I won't get into it again. But okay. (laughs) Milo, and I feel like, I don't know if this is joint for you as well, but the prints on HBO. Oh, it is. It is joint for me, Rachel. I feel like it's, I, you know, I did attempt to watch about five minutes of it, but it is really upsetting to me as a parent, but just anyone that like follows anything to do with kids that this is happening where it's basically a satire of. George and George is eight years old. I feel like everyone should take the time to watch Dr. Shola's perspective on Good Morning Britain. You can Google it, where she basically shares that even if George himself is eight and his parents don't give him permission to watch it, he's old enough that his peers and classmates will likely see it. This is going to have to be a conversation that Kate and William have to uncomfortably have with George about why this matters. And George at eight will not understand why this is happening. And I just think that it's really inappropriate to go after you're a kid like go after the royal family like I think that you know there's plenty of stuff to make fun of with Charles with Camilla with William with anyone else but kids should be off limits in my opinion yeah but even those parts I watched it and even those parts of the show weren't funny like I would get it if it was like oh it's really funny and like First Amendment rights, like, this is a comedy, like, just, like, be lighthearted. Like, they even have a royal decree at the beginning, which is basically a disclaimer saying, like, you know, we're not trying to attack anyone. It's trying, you're just trying to, you know, be amusing and whatever. But it's not even funny. So, like, that's the part that's, like, okay. I don't know. I liked this Anita Constantinid said in, she said it perfectly for Insider. She wrote, nothing is certain except death, taxes, and the icky feeling you get when you watch a real eight-year-old kid get repeatedly roped. Posted. And a lot of people have pointed out that it just feels like, you know, Stewie from Family Guy 2.0. Like, that's basically what this Prince George character is in The Prince. So but they make, it's kind like, of just a rehash George, of an old thing anyway. In the five minutes I watched, I feel like George just is so, so, like, they make him dumb. And, like, Stewie is kind of this mastermind. It's just, it's very... Well, and it was all born out of kind of, like, a racist, sexist place anyway from the Gary Gennetti Instagram days where the commentary on... It was basically him as Prince George commenting on Meghan Markle and mm-hmm. a lot of it felt really terrible and he had to do a lot of cleanup to yeah. even pitch this to HBO and I'm not even sure why HBO Max would have picked this up it makes me want to like almost like cancel my subscription yeah. I won't because I love so many shows on there <laughs> but it just it just is like it's not right it's not right so we gotta move a weird on choice yeah anyways Ugh, not good all right moving on my high is new photos of Imelda Staunton as Queen Elizabeth on set for the crown in Scotland. We first got the Netflix official PR photo. My first impression was that's Umbridge. Like she is Umbridge. I can't get over that. You know, I, I wouldn't have that. gotten that reference until this year because I only recently read Harry Potter. So <laughs> we have so <laughs> much to talk about. I didn't, yeah. I'm I didn't on book realize that was I'm, your first I'm on book seven. I'm on, wait, no, book six. I'm on book six. Wait, but this was your first time reading. I've I never read rereading. it. No. What? Never. Oh. Yeah. Well, have you seen all the movies? No, I'm watching them in tandem. I've never seen any of the movies. I know nothing. <gasps> I've really been in a cultural hole, not watching Harry Potter, not reading Rachel, it. your life has to be I'm like, now right I know now. what muggles are. Like, now the office makes sense. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love it. Um, my only thing, my other thing is it's a high because she's on set in these photos. She's on a boat in Scotland. So I'm really excited for the new season, season five. But I am going to miss Olivia Coleman. But Olivia Coleman said back in January that Stodden is actually really nailing the part already. And she even has the regal walk down. She said she's already <laughs> got a much better walk than me. And I feel like that, that's actually a big deal, like to have the queen's walk. It's, it's a so, challenging walk to figure out. Oh, the other thing, Fergie mentioned the crown in a recent interview with Town & Country. And she said that she had asked to consult on the show, but was shot down. Did you see this? I did, but I was like, what the heck? You know, Netflix, <laughs> get her consulting. Shoot her down. Maybe the wedding she, would have been a part of it then. <laughs> she wanted to help with the portrayal of her character because there was only just one tiny little scene of her character. And so she said, hello, where's Fergie? She <laughs> was joking in the interview. And she reportedly contacted executive producer Andy Harris to offer her unrivaled insight. She said to him, why can't I help my character? And he declined what so netflix further confirmation more royals that have watched the crowd that's true (laughs) my high was the kitty spencer wedding which was a sort of surprise like everyone was like it's happening it's happening everyone's like putting on instagram but she married michael lewis the age difference she's 30 he's 62 fashion mogul the five wedding looks, Roberta. What did you think on her of, of Kitty's wedding dress? My favorite was definitely the lace with the high neck. I thought that the was the actual just, wet, like the very wedding. Yeah, the actual wedding mm-hmm. dress, the ceremony dress. I just thought it was so Grace Kelly and so yes, I thought Grace Kelly elegant too. and regal and Victorian and all these actives. I just felt like it was just breathtaking, and she looked amazing. I thought that the five or I read six today six dresses I think that's a little overkill but hey was a real like branded moment for Dolce and Gabbana which is also a little you know very controversial their racist past uh I did I loved the the train especially of her wedding dress I really liked her reception dress as well the sparkles sort of the sequins and everything the train gave me Diana vibes yeah there was a lot of Diana with the the poofy sleeves and no spent but no Spencer Tierra which a lot of people thought maybe she would wear you know, because it is in her family, but she did not wear that. Her brothers walked her down the aisle. Charles was missing, her father, Charles Spencer. I read that it was a shoulder injury, so that was kind of curious That seems weird, though, because that was back in June, and it's August. I don't know. I just, I mean, I just think that maybe this is him saying he doesn't approve of the wedding. I don't know. I also realized that he has seven kids. I didn't know this before, but seven kids from three marriages. But I do think that something is up with her father not being there because she then later, Kitty Spencer later posted on Instagram, the proudest moment of my life without a doubt was having my my brothers, not my father, my brothers walk me down the aisle. I just feel like there's something going on. There's yeah. some kind of family drama there, and maybe he doesn't approve. Who knows? He, I think her husband, her new husband's older than her dad, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, because so. Charles is younger than Diana. Yeah. Well. Wedding yes. of the year, though, maybe? Royal wedding, sort of? Royal I guess adjacent. so. Yeah. It's the <laughs> Not exact, a lot of weddings this year. <laughs> it's the exact opposite, the perfect foil to Beatrice's microwave. Yes. The perfect foil. <laughs> You're like, right. So lavish and so over the top, but I love it. Love an Italian wedding. All right. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can email us at info at gallerypodcast.com. Even just a short little email like the one from Pativa about – a YouTube video that you you dug up. Yeah. Yes. Love that. Favorite Kitty Spencer dress. We want to hear more. Yep. Yep. 
And you can follow us personally on Instagram. I'm about to drop my family reunion vacation yes, pics, Rachel. Get wait. ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm making a grand return to social media. I'm at Robbie Frito. And I'm at RKBNYC. Until next week. God, God save, save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.